I'd like to say good evening to everyone and welcome to another lecture given by the members of the Southfield, Michigan class. My name is Felicia Hamilton and I will be your moderator. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Marvin Lewis, and the president is Dr. Edward Yule. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord, <clears throat> excuse me, must have a name, and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our Creator chose for Himself. Jesus is a name but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language have any letters or characters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and correct name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, He is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son. 
a super incorporeal being, that is, having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we must ask ourselves is, what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place, and court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof how that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary constitutional objectives and aims are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah, without distinction of race or nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law, or so-called law of nature, and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Six, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we will have a scripture which will be 1 Samuel the 10th chapter read by a visiting brother, brethren, Dr. Brandon Craig. We'll have a prayer by Dr. Dorian Lewis. Dr. Lewis. Let us, 
<clears throat> excuse me, let us bow our hearts and minds in a moment of prayer to Yahweh. Heavenly Father Yahweh, we thank you for giving us another opportunity that we might come together and learn of your great purpose, pattern, and plan. We thank you, Yahshua, for the things that you have revealed to us and made us to understand about your universal ever-presence and our inseparable relationship with you. We pray, Yahshua, that you please, please strengthen all of us in these times. Please make us endure and make us maintain our faith in you. All these things we ask for in your name, Yahshua the Messiah, let us all say hallelujah. 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 I'll be reading 1 Samuel, the 10th chapter, and I'll be reading that from the Holy Name Bible, containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testaments, critically compared with ancient authorities in various manuscripts and revised by the late A.B. Trainer. This is 1 Samuel, the 10th chapter. Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, is it not because Yahweh hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin and Zelzah, and they will say unto thee, The asses which thou wentest to seek are found, and lo, thy father hath left the care of the asses, and sorroweth for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Then shalt thou go on forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall meet thee three men going up to Elohim to Bethel, one carrying three kids, and another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a bottle of wine. And they will salute thee, and give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. After that thou shalt come to the hill of Elohim, where is the garrison of the Philistines, and it shall come to pass when thou art come thither to the city that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tabret and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. And the spirit of Yahweh will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shalt be turned to, into another man. And let it be when these signs are come unto thee that thou do as occasion serve thee, for Elohim is with thee. And thou shalt go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I will come down unto thee to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days shalt thou tarry till I come to thee and show thee what thou shalt do. And it was so. That when, the, that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, Elohim gave him another heart, and all those signs came to pass that day. And when they came thither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him, and the spirit of Elohim came upon him, and he prophesied among them. And it came to pass, when all that knew him before time saw, that behold, he prophesied among the prophets. Then the people said one to another, What is this? that is come unto the son of Kish. Is Saul also among the prophets? And one of the same place answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? And when he had made an end of prophesying, he came to the high place. And Saul's uncle said unto him and to his servant, Whither went ye? And he said to seek the asses. And when we saw that they were nowhere, we came to Samuel. 
And Saul's uncle said, Tell me, I pray thee, what Samuel said unto you. And Saul said unto his uncle, He told us plainly that the asses were found. But of the matter of the kingdom, whereof Samuel spake, he told them not. And Samuel called the people together unto Yahweh to Mizpah, and said unto the children of Israel, Thus saith Yahweh, the Elohim of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt, and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of all kingdoms, and of them that oppressed you. And ye have this day rejected your Elohim, who himself saved you out of all your adversities and your tribulations. And ye have said unto him, Nay, but set a king over us. Now therefore present yourselves before Yahweh by your tribes and by your thousands. And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. And when he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was taken, and Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of Yahweh further, if the man should yet come thither. And Yahweh answered, Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. And they ran and fetched him thence. And when he stood among the people, he was higher than any of the people from his shoulders and upward. And Samuel said to all the people, See ye him whom Yahweh hath chosen, that there is none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted and said, Long live the king. Then Samuel told the people the duties of the kingdom and wrote it in a book and laid it up before Yahweh. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. And Saul also went home to Gibeah, and there went with him a band of men whose hearts Elohim had touched. But the children of Belial said, How shall this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no presents, but he held his peace. That was First Samuel, the 10th chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, uh, Brother Dr. Craig, for the scripture lesson and Dr. Dorian Lewis for the prayer. And our scripture readers for today's session will be Dr. Lauren Lewis and Dr. Brandon Craig. And we are happy to call on our first speaker of the evening from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Andre McDaniel. Dr. McDaniel. Good afternoon. Can everybody hear me? Yes, we can. Good afternoon. I just want to say uh, it's a pleasure to have anything to say about our creator, Yahweh, and our savior, Yahshua the Messiah. To be chosen, to sit down, and to learn anything of him, and to have it to be proven have it to be proven for it to be proven it to you that is that is something that i've also learned to consider that is a, a great gift in itself that our creator didn't just put us here all willy-nilly letting us think that our concepts or our thoughts and opinions is what takes place. And for us to believe other people, 
and you don't realize it till you come and sit down in this class that you believe in, you have been, or I have been believing different types of doctrines all my life and have not once been given any proof of what anybody has said. That's right. Until I have come to sit down in these classes. <clears throat> and Yahweh has given me proof beyond the shadow, shadow of a doubt. And more witnesses day by day and every time that I breathe that that's my proof that he is who put me here. Um, not going to keep the floor too long. Uh, don't really have too much on my heart and mind. And I also had a couple teeth pulled uh, a couple of days ago, but I had a, I have a friend who's a Jehovah witness and out of the blue, he texted me the other day, uh, asked me how I was doing and we got through the general conversation. And so when I asked him what he was doing, he said he was reading, doing a little Bible reading. And I admitted I need to uh, have been doing the same thing. I've been slacking. So he seemed kind of excited through a text. He said, I got something I want to show you. I got a couple links I want you to look up. Uh, it's the actual uh, death of Jesus Christ. And the date was March 27th. So instantly, I just thought, like, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know the exact date, but I do know that this world is going according to a purpose and a pattern. And Yahweh, well, Yahshua, uh, was the true lamb. And when he died on the cross, he was fulfilling the Passover back in Exodus That's when they slain that lamb. And I know in that lamb because Yahweh said when he told Moses that this month is Abib and let this month be the first month of all your years. And that was one of the first things I told him. I said, no, in the Bible, Yahweh told Moses and them that when it was the Passover, that the month was Abib, which was equivalent to April. So ain't no way it was going to be in March. He wanted to go about, or the Jewish go by the new moons and this and that and that and this. And I, want, I said, hey, you're going to go by something who didn't even believe. The, you're going to go by a group of people who didn't even believe what, who the man said he was. His own people. And not according to what his father said. And you have to think about that. This is what Yahweh says. So if Yahweh says that the month is April, Abib, which is equivalent to April, then that's what it is. I don't care who tries to come along and change it up to fit whatever purpose they may see fit. It's, it's not going to happen. And I know I need to sit down. I know I go through Matthew and uh, find that true date because I know it's somewhere between the 14th and the 16th. I've been going through it in a different class. Uh, but yeah, we are coming upon that time where they we, or the world is celebrating or getting ready to celebrate 
a pagan holiday. They're not celebrating the resurrection. They're celebrating Easter, which is a pagan holiday. And uh, just want to be, you know, let everybody know, be aware of what you're celebrating. And don't fall in, in traps with the rest of the world. That's right. And just be thankful that Yahweh has set you down right now, wherever you are, in whatever predicament or state that you may be in. He's in control of it. And keep your faith in Yahshua. And with that, I will yield the floor and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. McDaniel. Enjoyed that. And for our next speaker of this after, this evening session, we're happy to call from our Lansing, Michigan branch, Dr. Brandon Craig. Dr. Craig. Can everybody hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Um, thanks. Uh, uh, just like to say good evening, and I'm happy to have the opportunity to speak and say anything about or testify about anything that Yahweh Elohim has taught me through coming to this class and a similar class um, teaching the truth about Yahweh Elohim um, through his son, Yahshua the Messiah. Um, and we wouldn't know anything about um, this name Yahweh and uh, the son's true name, Yahshua, if it weren't for the fact that Yahweh Elohim himself saw fit to give a divine vision and revelation um, to a man named Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. And Dr. Kinley, um, before this, this divine vision and revelation that was given to him, which was the self-same vision that was given to Moses, atop Mount Sinai uh, in 1490 BBY and also uh, to John the Revelator on the Isle of Patmos in AD 96 or ABY 96. Um, Dr. Kinley was a minister in the Church of God. I think it was the Church of God or Church of Christ or something like that. And Dr. Kinley Dr. Kinley's question in his heart was, how could all these religions, how could Yahweh or God, um, how, could he, how could he be justified in sending uh, someone to the lake, so to speak? I, I'm probably not paraphrasing that right, but with all these different religions and denominations and things, how, you know, he, he had a question in his heart and mind. When Yahweh Elohim gave him this vision, the question was answered. And because everything that he had known before this divine vision revelation was false. And everything that is being taught in the world is false. The previous speaker was touching on the fact that um, the world is getting ready to celebrate what they call Easter, which is truly a pagan holiday that goes back to Babylonian times and the god Astarte and, and all these things that were just are just manifestations of this satanic trinity 
uh, overturning and overturning. And today they don't call it Astarte or or Baal or anything. They call it Mary and Jesus and the Virgin Mary and all these things and the worship of idols and all that rubbish is just is false and false doctrine and not the truth. But see, Yahweh Elohim saw fit here at the end of this age, which if you show the ages and dispensations chart, please. We are currently in the, what's called the present kingdom age, which is the fourth age or the third age in time. The first age was the creative age where the angelic creation was created and also the physical creation was created in the realm of eternity. There was no time at that time. Yahweh Elohim did not take six days to create the earth, the heavens and the earth. It was created in the realm of eternity. It was created in six days according to the vision that was given to Moses at Mount Sinai. And we wouldn't know anything about that if we if if Yahweh Elohim had not given this vision to Dr. Kinley and Dr. Kinley set up these schools, therefore uh, set up a means by which ministers could be raised up in order to teach or give back this vision to the world because this is truly the reconciliation for the entire world. So they have that creative age back there, that first age in timelessness or eternity. And at the fall of Adam or the Adamic transgression, that's when time began. That's where you see that line that says Garden of Eden. That began the antediluvian age or the age before the flood. And that was some uh, 1656 years. So an age, according to Yahweh's timeline, is roughly 2,000 years. So you see where that 1656 years is roughly 2,000 years. The second age in time, or the third age, the post-Diluvian age, or age after the flood, is some 2,377 years. If you add those two numbers together, you get about 4,000 or 40 centuries. Um, or four days according to Yahweh's timeline, because in Second Peter it says a day with Yahweh is as a thousand years, or a thousand years is as one day. So in that fourth day, or four thousand years, was when the Messiah, Yahshua the Messiah, came in. And that would be at the end of that post-Diluvian age. Then Yahshua the Messiah came in, lived, ministered uh, some three and a half years, fulfilling the things that were set up in the Old Testament, uh, finishing the work that his father Yahweh sent him to do down here in the likeness of sinful flesh. Now, Yahshua the Messiah was born of a virgin, but Yahshua the Messiah was not the seed of Joseph. He was Yahweh Elohim manifested in a physical body, and he was the uh, Lamb of Yahweh without spot or blemish to fulfill that Passover back there that he set up uh, with Moses, but he fulfilled everything that was back there under this old law or this covenant that was given to the Jews and the Jews only. And that's where you get that 10 commandments. But there's also 603 other commandments that were given to the Jews that the people who are in Christianity who have decided to resurrect the 10 commandments, which is fulfilled by Yahshua the Messiah. Those things are finished and taken out of the way. Those things that you do not have to do, but they've 
brought those back, reinstituted those carnal ordinances, Yahshua fulfilled those. So Yahshua ministered some three and a half years in the flesh. He died, buried, resurrected, ascended, poured out the Holy Spirit to the Jews, the believing Jews at the day of Pentecost. And that's when you begin, begin this present kingdom age that we're in right now. And some seven years after he poured out the Holy Spirit on those believing Jews at Pentecost, he also made a way for the Gentiles to have the Holy Spirit poured out on them, which was done in the house of Cornelius in AD 40. And so now with this Holy Spirit being poured out and available for everyone, now salvation is possible for everyone who is immersed in the Holy Spirit, not in water, because that was fulfilled by Yahshua the Messiah during his ministry. And that was a covenant that was given to Jews and to Jews only, which was a baptism in water. You don't have to do that anymore. Now it's a baptism in the Holy Spirit for Yahshua the Messiah. So um, briefly, sort of this timeline. So now we have this 2000 years uh, of this present kingdom age and the time that most people think it's 2021 so we've gone we must have gone beyond that right so we, if you find out now see here's the thing we know what time it is right now but if you look out there among the world and some of the things that are going on we're in the middle of this pandemic or this plague and everybody is really hoping that this plague just sort of vanishes or disappears in the thin air and we're having these ebbs and flows of this pandemic and everybody just thinks it's just gonna poof vanish and go away but that's not the case see Yahweh's pouring out this plague right now at the end of this age as a as a witness and um See, 2021, we think it's 2021. It's not 2021, but we know what time it is because an age is around 2,000 years. Now, without going into math and everything like that, Dr. Kinley said that we wouldn't see 2,000. So it can't quite be 2,000 yet because we're still in this flesh. That's right. But it's, but it's getting pretty close here. And it doesn't take a fool to see that the world has just gotten so wicked and full of wickedness. And it's the same thing that was going on back there during that second age or that antediluvian age before the time of the flood with Noah. So um, why don't we get the elementary chart, please? I'm just asking the Holy Spirit to lead me where he wants me to go. I, I don't have uh, anything particularly on my heart and mind. I just, I, 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 I would like it that Yahshua would just uh, lead me where he wants me to go. So why don't we go back and get, um, let's get, uh, let's get Noah. Let's get uh, Genesis, uh, Genesis 7. Genesis 7 no, and go back to Genesis six? Uh, 6, please, yeah. Okay. Genesis 6 and 1. Please, thank you. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of Elohim saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. 
And Yahweh said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also, excuse me, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. Mm. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of Elohim came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. Okay, so... What Moses is talking now, this is in the book of Genesis, which was written by Moses, attributed to the, the writer Moses. Uh, and this is according to Moses's vision in Mount Sinai. See, Moses didn't live during the time of Noah, so therefore he was not giving an eyewitness account of what was going on during the time of Noah, which would have been some, oh goodness, so 1656, it's like 900 years before Moses was even on the face of the earth. So Moses is not giving a firsthand eyewitness account. Moses is giving an account of what was shown to him in his vision atop Mount Sinai that Yahweh Elohim gave to him. So see, what's going on here is that you've got giants in the earth, and then you've got the sons and daughters are getting married and bearing children and all these things, taking wives and the wives they choose because they're fair and all these things and these mighty men, which were old men every now and you've got all these mighty men now going on down here and these billionaires and these presidents and princes and leaders and things. And um, So the same thing is going on right now. Go ahead, Dr. Lewis, pick it up. And Elohim saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth mm. and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Stop, please. So Elohim saw that the wickedness of, of man was great in the earth. Now, not only was the wickedness of man great in the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now remember, and this was said in the prayer by Dr. Lewis, that you there is an inseparable relationship between us and our creator. That's he right. knows everything that's going on with you. What you think you got something to hide, you ain't got nothing to hide. You can, they say, you can run, but you can't hide. See, there is an inseparable relationship between you and your creator. Therefore, that's how he knows or knew at that time that every imagination of the thoughts of man's heart was only evil continually. That means that there was nothing but evil in the thoughts and imaginations of man. Now see, we can see this going on in this age now. There is so much evil that I just, you know, it's like, when this thing locked down because of this pandemic and it was like, okay, now you gotta stay home. I was like, oh, great, no problem. <laughs> you know, you can't go outside and get in your car and drive down the street without somebody trying to cut you off or, or screaming at you through their windows or who knows what else, you know? So you've got all this evil continually. Now, so what did Yahweh do? Read on, please. And it repented Yahweh that he had made man on the earth. It repented Yahweh, according to Moses' vision, that he had made man. And what? And it grieved him at his heart. 
and it grieved him in his heart. It was just like, I created you. But you know what? Look. So it, this is what it says in Moses' account of his vision. But this is not out of control, folks. Nowhere at any time has this creation been outside of the control of the creator. So don't even think for a minute that you can do something to influence the purpose of Yahweh or change the purpose of Yahweh. Because what is set in motion was set up from the beginning. The end is declared from the beginning. There is nothing you can do, think, say, that is going to influence changing what's going on or the purpose of Yahweh. Nothing you can do. It has never been outside of control. It has never been out of control. Now, things may seem kind of out of control, but it's not out of control by Yahweh. Read on. And Yahweh said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Stop. Both now see, Yahweh, it repented Yahweh that he made man because of all this evil. And it grieved him in his heart. So therefore, Yahweh said, that's it. I'm going to destroy man who I have created on the face of the earth. Read on. Both man and beast mm. and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. He's going to spare nothing. Right. So it says right here, so far, I it repented me that I made this creation. Therefore, I'm going to destroy it. Read on. But Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahweh. But, 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 but Noah found grace. In the eyes of God. Now, what's grace? Mm -hmm. Grace is unmerited favor. Noah didn't do anything to work up on this. He was chosen. That's right. Just like we are called to be ministers. We have been chosen by Yahweh to minister this teaching to anyone who will hear. Now, see... That was Dr. Kinley's charge, and that was what I have been reading recently, and I, I'll paraphrase, but he wanted this vision, this teaching, to get out to all four corners of this earth, because it says back in Matthew 24, 14, other reader, pick it up. Is there another reader? I guess that was supposed to be me. No, I got it. <laughs> Can somebody else please read I got Matthew it. 24 and 14? Yep, that's Matthew 24 and 14. Mm -hmm. And this gospel of the kingdom mm -hmm. shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. Mm -hmm. And then shall the end come. Now that's Yahshua the Messiah speaking right there. Is that correct, reader? Because it should yes, be it is. red. Red letters, yes. Now, Yahshua is saying, this gospel of the kingdom, he's talking about the kingdom of Yahweh Elohim, mm -hmm. shall be preached in all the nations for a witness, mm -hmm. and then he'll bring me in, right? Okay. Now, see, that's what our vocation is. Now, where is it? It's Ephesians, I think, where it says, walk worthy of the vocation which we are called. I won't have you get it. But any, somewhere back there in one of the epistles of Paul, it says, Brethren, I beseech thee that we walk worthy of the vocation in which we were called. This is the vocation in which we were called. 
is to get this teaching out so that people know the truth and know that there is a way of salvation from the imminent destruction that, you know, is already, yes, thank you, Dr. Lewis, Ephesians 4. I knew it was Ephesians. Um, the imminent destruction of this age or world. Now remember that age and world are are um, similes or they're they're interchangeable in this particular context. You had those ages that we were talking about from that ages and dispensations chart. Now what's going on with Noah here is at the end of that second age or the antediluvian age or the first age in time. That was a world. That age was a world. Now, what was going on during that age is different than what's going on during this age. So the destruction of that age, therefore, the means by which it was destroyed is different than the means by which this age or world shall be destroyed, set up from the beginning by Yahweh Elohim. So pick up in Genesis where we left off, please. Yes, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be Genesis. I believe we left off at the sixth verse. We were in, you can pick I'm up. I'm sorry, the eighth, the eighth verse. Pick, pick, pick up seven again, and we'll just go from okay. there. Okay. Yeah. But Genesis six and seven. And Yahweh said, I would destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, mm -hmm. both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. But now Noah see, found He grace. says he's going to destroy man. I'm sorry to interrupt, Dr. Lewis. It's okay. He says he's going to destroy man from whom I have created from the face of the earth. Man and beast and, and the creeping thing and the everything. Nothing's going to mm -hmm. be spared. It's all going to be destroyed. I'm done with it, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> now, but Noah... See, Noah found grace or unmerited favor in the eyes of Yahweh. Read on to me. These are the generations of Noah. Mm -hmm. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. Now, even and though Noah, it says here that Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, that doesn't mean that that's what Noah did to work upon his grace with Yahweh. See, remember that mm -hmm. grace is an unmerited favor. Yahweh picked him. He's the one, right? Just set up that way. Read on. Mm -hmm. And Noah walked with Elohim. Mm -hmm. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, mm -hmm. Ham, and Japheth. Mm -hmm. The earth also was corrupt before Elohim, mm -hmm. and the earth was filled with violence. Now see, the earth was corrupt before Elohim and filled with violence. Now see, you turn on the evening news and it's just all violence, just violence in the streets. You know, what's going on with these race riots and, and um, you know, violence against Asians and, I mean, just chaos and just havoc being wrecked in the streets right now. And, you know, you had this insurrection that we just had in, in the Capitol and all these things, just violence, you know, um, corrupt before Elohim. So the same thing is happening now. Go ahead. And now, where is it? It's it's Matthew twenty four, where it says the days of no, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the days of no. So as the days of Noah are, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. What? Which one is that? 
Is that Matthew? That's in Matthew, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Pick that up, please. Okay. Oh, let's see. 24, and that's a long chapter. Yeah, it's a good chapter. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, that is, um, I'll start at 28, okay. I'm thinking. Dr. Lewis, is that, if that's not good, let me know. I'll start at 28. For, yeah. mm-hmm. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Uh, I don't think that's it. No, it's, it's 36. Yeah, it's at 36. But 36. Okay, I was coming there. Okay. Um, wow. I'll start at 34. Verily I say unto you, <laughs> this generation shall not pass till all things be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Mm-hmm. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. Mm-hmm. But now, he's the, talking about the end of this age. He's not talking right. about the, the end of the age of Noah, because see, Yahshua the Messiah is talking about the end of that age or this age as well. He's saying, but that day and hour knoweth no man, not even the angels in heaven, because who else was an angel in heaven but was demoted, cast mm-hmm. out of heaven? Mm-hmm. And that was that old satanic spirit that that uh you know uh that mystery of iniquity he was a he was he is a son of yahweh it's like when all That's the right. sons were presented uh to yahweh back there in job satan came too because right. he is a son of yahweh but he but he's cast out of heaven because he transgressed and he said i will be like the most high see he's he's trying to be like the most high so you know look don't don't let him don't let him fool you don't let him try to you know bring you to a place where you don't need to be, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. 37 first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as the days of Noah were, no, so shall here, al- But as the days of Noah were, so mm-hmm. shall also read. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. Read on. For as in those days that were before the flood, mm-hmm. they were eating and mm-hmm. drinking. Now see, it says eating and drinking, read. Marrying and giving in marriage. Now we just got done reading in the early part of Genesis 6 that all these people were getting married and, and they saw that the daughters of, of men that where they were fair and took wives and whom they chose and their children, all these things, all these marryings and giving up in marriages mm-hmm. until when, read? Until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Okay, good. Now go ahead and get back to Genesis 6. Now that is Yahshua the Messiah there talking about what was ha- what's happening here with Noah. Read on. Mm-hmm. That's Genesis 6 and 12. Uh-huh. Genesis 6 and 11, excuse me. Okay. The earth also was corrupt before Elohim, and the earth was filled with violence. Mm-hmm. And See, Elohim looked with upon violence. the earth. Read on. Mm-hmm. And Elohim looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his ways upon the earth. And Elohim said unto Noah, 
the end of all flesh is come before me. Stop. So see, the, Yahweh Elohim looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. All flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Mm -hmm. All flesh mm -hmm. has corrupted all these things. You know, you've got this Bible right in front of you, right? But if you got one of these Bibles that I've got, it's corrupted because it used to say Yahweh and Elohim and Yahshua in it, but they took that out and put in Lord and God and Jesus Christ and Jehovah. So you've even got, this is corrupted. This was, Elohim's way was corrupted by man. You've got all these religions that are teaching all this uh, uh, erroneous doctrine. You know, you've got how many creeds and sects and denominations of Christianity that can't get along with each other over doctrinal issues, you know? You've got all this stuff has been corrupted by man. See, they built this. Uh, they built this uh, this cathedral that they say is built on the built on Peter because of what's said back there in Matthew, where it says, "Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church." See, they got it all wrong because that's Yahshua talking about this, talking about himself, mm. not talking about this Peter. That Peter, that's that. Peter is that. Mm. This is Yahshua the Messiah. So upon Yahshua, upon himself, is he going to build his assembly? And it's not a building that's made with hands. It's a spiritual assembly. See, they got it all wrong, so they've corrupted the things of Elohim. Read on. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And Elohim said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, uh -huh. for the earth is filled with violence through them. Right. And behold, I would destroy them with the earth. Now, see, so Noah... This is it, man. The end of all flesh has is, is come before me because there's so much violence and I'm going to destroy them with the earth. That means I'm going to destroy them and the earth at the same time. Read on. This is what, he, but this is what he's going to tell Noah. Hey, mm -hmm. guess what? This is what's going to happen. But I'm going to make a way. I have already set it up that you are going to minister and you are going to help you're going to build this ark, right? We're going to, there's, I'm going to make this way of salvation for those that believe the report. What? You are going to minister, Noah. He's chosen, he called Noah and he chose Noah to minister. This is Noah's vocation now. Whatever he did before that, this is your vocation now, Noah. Mm -hmm. You're going to devote your life to ministering, getting this word out, teaching this preaching this gospel and building this ark for salvation's sake, because this is it. I'm going to destroy the earth and everything in it. Right. Read on. Mm -hmm. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Now make Room thee an ark of gopher wood. Read. Mm -hmm. Room shalt I make in the ark. Mm -hmm. It shall pitch it within and without with pitch. Mm -hmm. So he's now he's given, um, Noah the instructions on how he's going to do it and he calls it he calls it in this part of the um calls it in this part of the of the bible in genesis he called it this is the fashion right but fashion mm -hmm. is a pattern he's given noah a pattern because this ark is built according to the pattern that was given to moses in mount sinai when moses had a vision of the tabernacle pattern had a most holy place a holy place and a court roundabout Three compartments, one tabernacle pattern. That's where all those furnishings were put for the ministering, for the for the sacrifices that took place on the altar and the court roundabout, for the ministering in the holy place 
where there's a golden candlestick, where there's light all the time. There's bread and there's intercession in that holy place. And then he's given, he's, uh, he goes into the most holy place once a year on the day of atonement to, to atone for the sins of not only the people, but himself and for the cleansing of the sanctuary. So you've got this, you've got this most holy, you got, or you got this, uh, this tabernacle pattern, most holy place, holy place, court roundabout. This is the divine pattern that was given to Moses by which everything in the universe goes according to this pattern. Now, see, so he calls it a fashion back here in Genesis 6 and 15, where he's talking about the fashion or the pattern by which you're going to make this ark. This ark had an upper deck, a lower deck, and a middle deck. See? One, two, three. Three compartments, one ark. Right? And it had one window and it had one door. Okay? Now, see, what's he going to tell them to do, though? Let's go down to... Um, um, <clears throat> 16, because this is where it talks about the upper, middle, lower deck. Go ahead to 6 and 16, please. 16, verse. Mm. A window shalt thy make to the ark, mm -hmm. and in a cubit shalt thy finish it above. Mm -hmm. And the door of the ark shalt thy set in the side thereof, mm -hmm. with lower, second, and third stories shalt thy make it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How many is that? Three. Three. Lower, second, and third stories shall she shall, shall he make it. So you've got that upper deck, lower deck, middle deck. Three stories, but one arc. So it goes according to that pattern. Most holy place, holy place, court roundabout. See, it's also got that one window where light is in. So it's just like that candlestick where light is coming in, is, uh, is being... Uh, where there's light in that holy place at all times. So you got that that uh, that witness of light and it's got one door and there's one door in the tabernacle. That's that door right now. It says also, Yahshua the Messiah says, I am the door. See, mm -hmm. now go ahead and pick it up and he's going to tell uh, Moses what he's going to do. And not behold, Moses, I... Noah, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's the book of Moses, mm -hmm. Genesis 3. Right. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life. Now, see, he's going to bring a flood of waters. Waters. A lot of water. Many waters. To destroy all flesh. He's going to bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh. Read. From under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. He, now he's declaring what is going to happen right here. Everything that's in the earth shall die. Mm -hmm. Read. But with thee will I establish my covenant mm -hmm. and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons wives with thee. Stop. So now he, but Noah, I'm going to establish a covenant or an agreement mm -hmm. with you. This is mm -hmm. what you're going to do. You're going to get in the ark. You, Noah, and your wife. And your three sons and your three sons' wives. Count. Mm -hmm. Noah, one. Wife, two. Three sons. Now that's five. Three wives of sons. Now that's eight. So you've got eight mm -hmm. souls that are going to get in this ark. Eight. Now that's, 
we're not counting how many people that may have been in the earth plane at that time. Who knows? You know, many, but they were all wicked in, in Elohim's eyes. See, nowadays, in this day and age, you've got some 7 billion people on the planet, right? I mean, that's not even, that's a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. Now, who knows how many people are in the state of Michigan? 10 million people in the state of Michigan? And if you look at, we got to count the number of participants that are on this Zoom class with us right now, which I understand it's a closed meeting, kind of, sort of, right? But that's not counting the people that may watch it on YouTube later, which we can also uh, quantify, right? But you got 23 people right now watching this thing. I see the bell. Thank you, moderator. I'll turn it over in five minutes here. I'll finish up my thoughts. So you got just a fraction or a remnant that's being saved back here, right? And that's the same thing. The end is declared from the beginning. A fraction or a remnant is going to be saved here at the end of this age. Read on, Dr. Lewis. We'll close this up. Mm-hmm. 19th verse, and of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort, shalt I bring into the ark. Now he's also keep, bringing in the animals, two of every sort. Read on. Mm -hmm. And to keep them alive with thee. Keep them alive. Read. They shall be male and female. Mm -hmm. Of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Mm -hmm. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. Mm -hmm. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, according to all that Elohim commanded him, so did he. Mm -hmm. So see, now back here, this is the covenant that he's establishing with, Moses, with Noah to get in that ark all those eight souls, and then all the animals, two of each. Now go back to Matthew, please, where we left off. Let's go to Matthew uh, 2439, please. Or let's just pick it up at 38, please. 2438. Matthew, you said 24 and 38? Mm -hmm. 24 and 38. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Mm -hmm. And they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. Now it says here, so shall also be the son of the coming man. They didn't know when it was going to happen. Now see, where does it say that now the watchman knew at what hour they were going to come, the, the thieves would come and take his, you know, they would have stayed up and watched for it. But you know, same thing. Uh, they don't. They didn't know when the flood came because see, it just they were in that ark for how many days after they got in there? Eight, seven days, eight days. It was seven days. There were seven, seven days, days in that ark before the waters came because they had faith that Yahweh Elohim told them what He was going to do and that what was going to happen was going to come to pass. They didn't, you know, and who knows they were out there and saying, oh, no, you're crazy. What are you doing getting in that big old thing? What is that? Anyway, they've never seen a boat before. So, you know what I'm saying? So the point is this. Have faith in what Yahweh Elohim is trying to teach you right now because you're here for a reason. Look, if you come down here to, the, to these schools and you've listened to this, you've sat under these, these ministers and under the teaching of, of Yahshua the Messiah. It's not Dr. Kinley's teaching. It's Yahshua's teaching. Yahshua the Holy Spirit is, is doing all the teaching. 
I'm not doing any of the teaching right now. I'm just, whatever Yahshua has given me, that's what I'm giving back. See, I'm just a speaker. But the point is this. Have faith that Yahshua has set this up for a reason and that get in the ark now because you, once once they got in that ark and the floodwaters came it was too late for anybody that wasn't in there same thing that's going to happen now except for Yahweh Elohim is not going to destroy this age by water he did that once he put that rainbow in the sky as a token to them to tell them that he wasn't going to re, uh, destroy the world by water ever again see what's going to happen now is that the elements are going to melt with fervent heat this world is going to be destroyed by fire, and it's not a fire that you see burning in your in your uh, in your fire pit. This is a consuming fire, and this mm -hmm. is the fire. This is Yahweh Elohim, a consuming fire. This mm -hmm. is not a fire that you can escape with a couple of burns and say, "Ooh, that really hurt." This is going to destroy the elements with fervent heat. But there's a way of salvation, and the Ark of Salvation now is Yahshua the Messiah. Get in him now before that consuming fire happens, and that is your way to salvation. So believe on everything that Yahshua the Messiah came to do. Believe mm. on the report, study, get everything you need to know because we're heading there. It's soon, folks. We're on the precipice of the end of this age when Yahweh Elohim is going to take this thing out and consume this thing with a consuming fire. I'm going to turn it back over to the moderator. I thank you for the opportunity. Please study again with us. It's a pleasure to have our visitors. I'm happy to be here. I have anything to say about the Savior, Yahshua, the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Words, I'll say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Brandon Craig from our Lansing, Michigan class. And yes, we want to thank all of our visiting brethren from Arkport, Oakland, and other classes. We really appreciate your attendance. And for our next speaker of the evening, we're happy to call also from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Marcus Brazil. Dr. Brazil. Hello, Cass. Yes, we can hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, doing something. I was listening to Brandon Craig. But um, I'm thankful to have anything to say about our creator and spirit and truth. I enjoyed the previous speaker. I don't have uh, much of my heart and mind, but as uh, the last two speakers was talking, what I do understand that Yahweh has given me is Yahweh has given you a testimony of what Yahweh has showed you and done for you in all these years. And one thing that came to mind as I was listening to Mr. Craig, Dr. Craig, and I was Y'all were telling me that we have an awesome gospel and an awesome creator has undeniably um, unlocked the secrets of the world. And um, the things that the previous speaker had said was the things we know are the limits, the shadow of a doubt, or you know your creator for sure. And I come across a lot of people who say to me that I tell them about the name and tell them about you know certain things about the about our creator. And for some reason, they got out of the same book that everybody has under their arm or the Bible as we know it, that it doesn't matter what you call them, it has many names. Now I say to myself when I hear that, do people really think that? You know, because the Bible does not support that. It's not to say call me what you want or 
doesn't matter what you, that's not, that, that's not in there, word it like that. And I'm thinking that Yahweh has to reveal himself to you through this vision that, we, that Dr. Henry had in 1931, that unlike the secrets of that Bible or, or the world, You went back on mute, Dr. Brazil, I think. Yep, you're on mute. Yeah, I'm, um, no, so, I don't know, it's kind of weird. I guess I just set the phone down because I'm in transit, I'm kind of moving. But Yahweh is, well, I was saying that Yahweh has unlocked the secrets of that book and let, let, let us understand these things that the world kind of are in darkness. Now, what came to mind is that Yahweh, can I get a scripture that says Yahweh and I change not? I am Yahweh. We well, start with Isaiah 45 and 5. And I think that's in on the same lines where it says Yahweh, I change not. I don't know exactly what it's at. You want Isaiah first or you want I yeah, change I, not? Isaiah first. Isaiah first. Isaiah 45 and 5. Mm-hmm. I am Yahweh, and there is none else. There is no Elohim beside me. Mm -hmm. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, mm -hmm. that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am Yahweh, and there is none else. Now, that's, that's in conjunction with our first name. Our first name is to help me find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as it really is and actually exists. To understand that Lord God, Jesus Christ, or the name God, or name Lord, or title, it's not name. And as you see every preacher saying, I bless you in the name of Yahweh, God, Lord God, Jesus Christ, and the, that God, which is a title, actually has a name. His name is Yahweh. Now, this is, can be proven through this, uh, a minor investigation, as, as the moderation says, that the name Yahweh has always been Yahweh. Like, where did Yahweh come from? His name always was Yahweh. From the beginning of time, his name always was. And then they get to other scripture where it says Yahweh had changed not. Before you get that, before that, he said in Zion 45 and 5, Yahweh, there is, I'm Yahweh and there is none else. Now, to prove that he created a whole nation we're talking about Egypt. Set up the whole thing with the famine, and everybody went to Egypt, and Egypt became a powerful nation. But Egypt was a polytheistic society, I meaning they had many gods and many things, many deities and things they worshiped. The understanding that Yahweh created this whole place or situation and then send Moses down with us a name. Now, that name of Yahweh was declared to be the God of gods, or, or, or that the Yahweh is the true Elohim. And he went down to Egypt just to, for that reason, just to prove with his name to decimate, or uh, I can't the word, but prove that his name is Yahweh and there is none else. And that scripture would say that 455. I mean, he. He had the 10 different same plagues that were in Egypt, and those plagues were to different deities and different gods and different things they worshiped. 
And he tore down each one of them, declaring his name of Yahweh, which is the only true name. Now, in that same token, if Yahweh, you have to do this for now, Yahweh, I changed that. Now we're going to take that situation. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. That's Malachi 3 and 6. For I am Yahweh, I change not. Go ahead. For ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Go ahead. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances, and have mm-hmm. not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith Yahweh of hosts. Mm-hmm. But ye said, Wherein shall we return? Go ahead. Hey, will a man rob Elohim? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Okay. Thank you. Uh, what I'm saying, I'm taking that situation now, where today we have all types of religions or different types of go to church of your choice, and and even that's not in in, in, uh, in the book, even in the supported by the book, where it says go to. It never says go to church of your choice. It never says we didn't really know what the name what the word church really meant until we came to the school. We understand that the church was a building, a place of, of worship, but the church. The true meaning of church is assembly, or the, or refer to the body, you know, and when it says, even when it talks about a place of worship, and it talks about you are not supposed to worship in the place. That's not where it's where is it in Ephesians, where it says, "And not worship for man's temples made with hands." That's referring to that church on the on church on the corner, or that place of uh, worship that people say. Now, if Yahweh declares not Yahweh not changed not, even today, we have this different brands or just this religion, that religion, go to church of your choice or believe what you want to believe, your God, my God. That's how it's going on now. Now, if Yahweh not changed not, and the same thing token as he decimated Egypt with those seven, ten different flicked plagues, he's gonna do the same thing today, declare his name above any other. That's Allah, Buddha, Jesus Christ, or whatever you want to worship. He's going to declare Yahweh his name, being the only true Elohim in in Yahshua, which means Yahweh is salvation. Now, I'm thinking of, of, that's what I was thinking when Dr. Craig was was speaking. And I say it's an awesome responsibility to have anything to say about our creator. Because when he said, I'll say, I'm not a teacher. I swear that's that's me, myself, and I. Because I swear I've come a long way from when I used to just stand there and stare at the chart where I have something and I had for years I'd learned to trust my creator and understand that he was the one giving you the words to say. He was the one that's telling you what to do at a particular time when you know you should do it. He gives that thought in your head. That's him talking to you. And I had to take years to pull to get the pulled out of me. And I'm thankful that he gives me that, that little bit of peace that I know that what I believed in all these years and they always proved to me through all these years is the same gospel that was preached back then in the book, down in Egypt, down the same name. My counselors are standing at the same Elohim then as now. The same power, the same, I say the same wrath, the same, same mercy, the same everything. Yahweh had changed not. He had mercy on things. He had mercy. He had followers, um, disciples that turned into disciples that turned to apostles. But it was 
them he'd speak to the reality we were saying, and others are speaking parables. And he asked them, but in that likeness to us, we, he's talking to the world, and he, the world don't understand what the, what the speech is, what he's talking about. The world doesn't understand, what, what does that mean? What, how's that go, how's that go? But to you, he's telling you the truth. That's almost the same thing going on, if I, if I understand what I'm saying. Yahweh is showing you things, and other people are not seeing that. Yahweh is building things to you, and it's the importance of his name, not just his name, but the importance of his name, and the, that's a that's a revealing of stuff. You say you say Yahweh, you say Yahshua, somebody. Oh, I heard that. I heard that. But they don't. The importance of it doesn't didn't catch. The 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 seriousness of it doesn't doesn't hit don't hit them, but it hits you. And that's a, that's just Yahweh showing you something or revealing something to you that the world is that you. But I'm saying that's an awesome responsibility to know that to know His name, to know His nature, to know the time of the day is, to know what where the play is coming from and how the, the government is acting, how, you know, how things are going on in the world. And say it's even continuously, that's back then, but it's a reflection of what's going on now. And you see that the, every time you turn on the TV or the time you see news for this person did this, this person did that. Oh, this one did that, this one, you know, it was it's back to back. I seen a news line, a news heading. Every news heading was, the boy was accused of this. Boy was did this, girl slashed that, did this. And like every person, everyone, so that's like an example of evil continuously in the world today. So as you see these things happening, as Yahweh was telling me, and you know that Yahweh, I, know, I change not. This is my point. That the same Yahweh then is the same Yahweh now. The same mercy he had back then on those that he chose is the same mercy he has today on the day he chose you today. And that's my confidence and my peace that Yahweh is controlling everything, not just some things. Now you have to understand, your know, trust has to increase as the world decreases as you may say as things happen and things will come about but things will happen and things will come about but y'all have to trust in Yahweh before things happen like I'll trust Yahweh before I trust what happens to me with COVID you know what I'm saying I trust I ask my creator to keep me safe versus you know me <laughs> going out here worry about being next to somebody from my dad but I have to trust my creator in that you know what I'm saying so that's my peace. That's my joy. And that's just something you have to relate to others because that's just the uplifting of the body and we just help, you know, help someone else. And that's what I believe too. Whatever's going on with you and Yahweh gives you to share, it's for someone's edification, somebody's uplifting. And that's what the beauty of Yahweh's gospel is. It's not, you know, they're not going to come and turn to your void. You just, you know, you're rambling, doing something. But I'm thankful that Yahweh has given me just a, a bit of peace and a bit of word to say in his behalf, because I understand it's only him that gives me peace. And the same Yahweh as, as, as forever is the same one that gives you peace also. And anyone who Yahweh knows that will hear this truth and open their heart and mind to this, to this gospel, which is the truth of the world, but it's also another very important thing. You say this is the only gospel in the world that's the truth of the world that is an awesome responsibility you know it's, it's hitting me tonight where it's just like i missed the class and i'm like dang i missed it and you understand what you're missing you're missing the, the gospel that's right using the words that that are comforting and it's joy and they're comforting was giving words to a speaker or something so you missed you missed that and then hey but you have another opportunity that's the mercy of we have another you missed it on tuesday you have another opportunity thursday you have missed it on thursday you have opportunity the next day let, yes, we, yeah, yeah, we tell me one more thing, I'll be down. As you get in this flesh, you will always go through something 
as it says in the book, there's trials and tribulations that you must suffer because Messiah suffered. If you be in him and him in you, you have to suffer some things. And you understand those things are coming about, but Yahweh gives you the strength to endure them. You know, just that, you know, you're not on your own. So you will not leave you comfortless. That's actually what's happening. And I'm seeing these things happening. And it's, you have to be within yourself and actually ask Yahweh to give me strength, give me trust, increase my faith. Let me not be worried about so many things that's going on. And he will do that. And that's what Yahweh's giving me. And I just have to share that a little bit. But anything that I said, and I give all my praise, all my, all my, all my, Willingness and my, my prayers that he increases my faith and my strength as things endure in the world to endure those things. And all those things that I've said, I want to say thank everyone for listening for putting up with that. But I'll praise to Yahshua Messiah, Yahweh to Yahshua Messiah. And I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Brazil. Enjoyed that. And for our next speaker of the evening, we're also happy to call from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. April Lewis. Dr. Lewis? Good evening, class. Good it's, evening. Um, it's a pleasure to, uh, to have an opportunity to be able to um, hear the gospel being preached one more time. And um, I'm so thankful and grateful to Yahshua for that. Um, I enjoyed the previous speakers and they said so much. Um, let me see. I guess uh, I know the first, well, I, I got on, got on kind of late, but uh, I know Brandon Craig was talking about um, Noah's Ark and um it's just a beautiful, beautiful story. And, and, and we come down here and we preach for two hours. And that's the same thing that, that Noah did. He preached for 120 years, telling the people and warning the people that it's going to rain, get in the ark, it's going to rain. And that's the same thing we do down here. You know, we preach the gospel of Yahshua, the Messiah, and we warn the people and tell the people, your heavenly father's name is Yahweh. The Savior's name is Yahshua. Get in the ark, <laughs> get in the ark of safety, you know, and, and Yahshua is that. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful to know that, you know, that Yahshua is the safety net that we need. He is you know, our savior. And um, there's no other name that you can be saved in. And that is a, a fact. Um, they talked about faith too and having faith in Yahweh. And the more you come to these classes and the more than, um, the more things, you know, that you see in the world, you have to ask Yahshua to reveal these things to you. And he will you having issues with something or not understanding, you know, something about um, the things that you heard on the floor, you have to ask Yahshua to cause you to, to understand these things. And he's the only one that can do it because he is the revealer. He reveals these things to us. Um, 
Let me, um, can you get over there where it says um, Isaiah 28, I believe it talks about on whom shall he teach knowledge? Because yeah, Yahweh, fine. he's running the show and he is causing all of us to um, to believe or not to believe, if you will. Um, so get that, get that scripture for me, please. That's Isaiah 28 and 9. Mm-hmm. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? See, them, no, I'm sorry, finish that, more. Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Mm-hmm. Here a little. And there a little. Mm-hmm. For, with st- for with stammering lips in another tongue, will he speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest, wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. But the word of Yahweh was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line here a little and there a little that they may go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken Mm, wow that's a lot right there but it says whom shall he make to understand doctrine see you're Yahweh he's doing this we're we're not doing this Yahshua he he puts it in us to believe and to understand and we have to have faith in that um, it says that the word, what did it say in that where it talks about the word? Now, prior to coming down here, you know, I thought that the word was the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not. <laughs> we come down here, we learn that Yahweh is pure spirit. Now, he took on shape and form right within himself um, as Elohim. And then later on, he walked the, the earth plane as Joshua, the Messiah. He was a physical in a physical body. He always spirit, though. But he came in the, in the, in the um, likeness of sinful flesh. It was a uh, specially prepared body that Joshua came in. Now, Yahweh, Elohim, Joshua, they're one. They're not three different deities or whatever, you know. But the word of Yahweh, now we know that Yahweh is pure spirit. Now he took, now he know how he made us. You know, he, we can't detect spirit. Like Joel Turner in the temple class said, he, we, we don't have spirit detectors, you know? So he took on shape and form so that we can understand something about him. Shape and form, the word or son. Now Yahweh invisible thoughts, you know, you took on shape and form as Elohim. You can you can say those are Yahweh, Yahweh invisible thoughts, if you will. This that's the expression of Yahweh, if you will. He took on that shape and form. And that form was seen in divine visions and revelations. Now that's the word. Back in the law and um in the prophets, it says that the word came onto me and the word let's grab some of those because everything that we say on the floor we have to prove those things it's the scripture that says prove all things you know hold fast to that which is good so let's let's prove that grab um i know it's jeremiah 
either one and one or two and one. Um, sure. It's a couple scriptures that's that that talks about the word. So can we grab some of those? I'm sorry, my mind is completely blank where those scriptures are. Jeremiah one and one. Yes. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, the priests that were in Anatoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of Yahweh came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. See, now the word came unto him, talking about Elohim. Go to the next one, please. You want Jeremiah 2 and 1? Sure. Moreover, the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith Yahweh, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love See? of thine... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Brandon, continue that. The love of thine espousals, when thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not so. Mm -hmm. So it said, the word came onto me. Let's get John one and one. We're talking about the word because the world has it all messed up. They think that it's the Bible. Now the Bible wasn't in the beginning. Now this is a research organization mm -hmm. and we research everything. <laughs> we, I mean, that's just, you know, you hear somebody say something on the floor. And, and that's the thing that really, really got me when I first started coming to class. And it's, it's exciting just to share the things that I've learned, you know, while being in attendance, you know. Now, the world really thinks that it's talking about the Bible. That Those are words in a book. And he said, the word came onto me. John um, 1 and 1, please. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh. Mm -hmm. the, the same was in the beginning with Yahweh. Mm -hmm. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Mm -hmm. 14th verse. Mm -hmm. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. See, now I said the word, that was in the beginning. We, we know that, now we know that that was Elohim. You know, the word was with Yahweh and the word was Yahweh. See, that, that debunks the Trinity concept that they preach out, teach out in the world. And they can't even explain that. You know, the word was with Yahweh and the word was Yahweh. These three are one. You see Yahweh, Elohim. You see the word, that's Elohim. That's, the Elohim is the, um, is the word or son of Yahweh. The Holy Spirit is Yahshua. Yahshua meaning Yahweh is salvation. Now with Yahweh's name, now... I remember when I was first telling people about, about class, you know, seven, eight years ago when I first started coming, you know, I would say Yahweh and they say, oh, you speak Hebrew. I'm like, well, no, I don't. I'm pretty sure I don't. But we learned that Yahweh is a universal name. It does not matter what language, what, where you're from, none of that. Everybody can say Yahweh. Now, the Tetragrammaton, those are the four letters of Yahweh's name. That's his name in Hebrew, the Yod, Hey, Wah, Hey. 
Now we have to put vowels in our words to make them pronounceable. So you see ya, you see that A, first man Adam, that's where that A comes from. And then that E is the first woman, Eve. And that makes up the name Yahweh. Now we didn't do that. This organization didn't do that. <laughs> Yahweh, that's been his name. It's always going to be his name. You know, so then Elohim, the word or son of Yahweh, and that's a, that's a title, it's a divine title that Yahweh gave himself. And then Yahshua, now let's get John 5 and 43. John 5 and 43. Mm -hmm. I am come in my father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. Right. So I think you read now the King James, Brandon. Yes. Yeah, because the Holy Name Bible says, uh, I think it says, let another come in its own name. And we know that that has happened. Jesus has come in his own name and the whole world has accepted him. But Yahshua say, I come in my father's name. You have to see some similarities there. You see Yah and Yahweh. You see Yah. Yep. And you see Yah and Yahshua. That looks pretty similar to me. Now, if Jesus was right there, you see Jesus right there? That's, that don't look nothing like Yahweh. It don't even look nothing like the Lord <laughs> or God or Jehovah. You know, Jesus is made up. It is from a man's imagination. It's no salvation in the name of Jesus. It's just not. There's only one name. Let's get Acts 4 and 10. It's only one name that you can be saved in, and that's Yahshua the Messiah, nothing else. That's Acts 4 and 10. Now, before you start that, now, this was, um, who was this at Gate Beautiful? And Peter and, um, help me out, who was at the Gate Beautiful? The, the guy Peter that was playing. John, I believe. Peter okay. So they're seeing this guy, he was at Gay Beautiful, he was lame, he couldn't walk from birth, he could not walk, everybody in the town was aware of that because he was at the gate every day asking for alms, he, you know, money, you know, so he could eat, so he can do whatever. So they're walking in the temple and um, they, see, they see the man and he's asking for money. And he says to them, um, you know, and they already know what he wants. They see him all the time. And Peter says to him, silver and gold. Let's actually, let's get that, please. Let's get that. And then, you know, it's funny because the world tried to tell you, you got to pay them tithes. You got to do this and do that. He just told this man he didn't have no money. and He was going in the temple. So you knew he wasn't going in there to pay no money. <laughs> They had the Holy Spirit. He couldn't lie. He couldn't say, you know, if he had the money, he would have gave it to him, <laughs> you know? So they weren't going in there to pay no tithes and all that. He said, silver and gold have I none. Oh, let's right. get that, please. That's Acts 3, and I'll start at 1. Okay. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, mm -hmm. being the nounce hour. And a certain man laying from his mother's womb was carried, mm -hmm. whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, 
which is called Beautiful, mm-hmm. to ask alms from them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. Mm-hmm. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Mm-hmm. Now this is but after such- the death, burial, and resurrection, and outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This is after Pentecost, when they had the Holy Spirit. He said, look on us, you know, silver and gold have I none. Okay, continue, please. But such as I have, give I thee. Mm-hmm. So the he's name. telling him all what I have. That's all I can give you. I can't give you right. nothing else. I can't give you what I don't have. Continue. In the name of Yahshua, the Messiah of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising Yahweh. And all the people. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Continue. I'm getting excited. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) And all the people saw him walking and praising Yahweh. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel you at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? Mm-hmm. The Elohim of Abraham and of Isaac, and of Jacob, the Elohim of our fathers, hath glorified his son, Yahshua, whom you delivered up, and denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he, <clears throat> excuse me, when he was determined to let him go. Mm-hmm. But he denied the holy, but he denied the holy one and the just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the prince of life, whom Yahweh hath raised from the dead. Whereof we are all, excuse me, we are witnesses. And his name through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. See, now you see that. Now, that's that's beautiful. And I I hate to cut you off. Mm -hmm. But the name, see, that name is powerful. Now, if he would have said anything other than Yahshua, that man would have still be, been sitting there. He said, in the name of Yahshua, the Messiah, rise up and walk. This man ain't never walked before. You know, that physical example points to something spiritual. You know, we before learning about Yahshua, you know, we are spiritually and psychologically dead. We're lame. We can't, we, we can't walk. <laughs> We can't, we, we, we're, we're dead. But now when you hear this gospel being preached and you believe it, over in Ephesians, it said you were believed and then you're sealed. That's what happens. See, now our dead souls or our spirits, they, they, they come to life, if you will. Mm. Learning the truth about Yahshua the Messiah. It just, I mean, it just... 
makes everything better, if I can say that. <laughs> you know, Yasha, it's, it's amazing what he can do for you. He's done some wonderful, wonderful things for me. Let's get um, let's get over in um, Acts four and ten, please. We're gonna There's pick no it up at the tenth verse. Yeah, yeah, go to the tenth verse. There's no other name that you can be saved in. It's mm -hmm. power in that name of Yahshua the Messiah. That's Acts four and ten. Uh, can I start at eight, please? Sure. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. said unto them. You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, mm -hmm. if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Yahshua the Messiah of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom Yahweh raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you all. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's just absolutely beautiful. There is no other name. There's no other name that you can be saved in. These things can be proven. The name of the creator is Yahweh. Savior's name is Yahshua, the Messiah. Do a little research. Now, the moderator told you, just a minor investigation on your part. Just a minor investigation will show you that the letter J was not and is not to date in the Greek, Hebrew, or Latin languages. The last letter, the letter J, is the last letter added to the English language. It's about, what, 400 years old. See, these things can be proven. Jehovah, we know that that is the bastardization of the name of Yahweh. They never, he never... His name was never Yah, I mean, Jehovah. Jehovah means destruction. <laughs> you know, Yahweh has given us this physical life. He's showing us these things because it points to something spiritual. Get Romans 1, 19 and 20, please. Romans 1 and 19, because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. See, now we can know something about Yahweh. They're not teaching that out in the world. We come in and we, the first thing that we learn is, is the name. That's the first thing you learn when, you, when you're introduced to somebody, you learn their name. Continue, please. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them, or mm -hmm. Yahweh hath showed it unto them. See, it's manifest in them. He has showed it unto them. You know, he has stamped this creation. See, now you can learn something about Yahweh just by looking outside, <laughs> just by your physical body. That's absolutely amazing to me. You look outside at them trees. They look like the letter Y. <laughs> I think I mention that every time I speak because it's, it's amazing to me. 
it's like I had blinders on before coming into class. You know, it's just, I can look at my physical body. When my baby, when he wakes up, he stretches and his body is, it looks like an H or it looks like a Y. That's right. That's <laughs> the right. most beautiful thing. <laughs> you know, so it is, you know, it does matter what you call him. All the things that he has done for us and we say, we give the credit to something else that's made up at that. That's like, you know, um, my dad, all the, all, all the things he's done for me in my life and I get a credit to somebody else. You know, come on, we gotta, you know, we have to give the credit where the credit is due. Now the name Yashua, now I do want to, I hope, it's, I, hope I have a few more minutes. I've been reading the um, preface of the Holy Name Bible. Do you have that, Felicia? Or can we, can we pull it up? Yes, they can read it, but I can pull it up while they're reading. Okay. I'll grab we, it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's get the preface. And I want to read, um, let's say like the first three paragraphs, and then I want you to go over to number four, and then my time will be up. I have it. Okay. Preface. Now, this is the preface. I'm sorry, Brandon. This is the preface of the Holy Name Bible. We use um, the Holy Name Bible. It has the correct, the true and correct name and divine title in it. And we also use the the King James Bible. And those have the erroneous um, names in them. Both of them um, have some errors. But we know that the vision corrects, you know, the, the version of the Bible. So, um, yeah, so this is the preface of the Holy Name Bible. You can continue, Brandon. Preface. If you were planning a trip through a strange country, mm-hmm. would you knowingly choose an inaccurate map which shows non-existent roads and bridges? Of course not. You would get the most accurate map available. Mm-hmm. The Holy Name version provides a more nearly accurate map of the kingdom of heaven and the roads and paths leading to and through it, and more clearly marks the pitfalls and dangers awaiting the traveler than any other version now available. To the extent that a person's beliefs and conducts are based upon doctrinal misinformation supported by mistranslation, he follows a distorted map of spiritual territory. See, and I'm going to interrupt you. And that's why some people just don't have, they don't even think about reading the Bible because it feels that it contradicts itself. And if you didn't have the knowledge um, of Yahshua, you will probably think so as well. And it's a few spots, it's a lot of spots. um, And one for sure where um, over in John, I think John 1 and 18 was where it says, if you're reading the King James Bible, it says, um, no man has seen um, God at any time but then you go over in Exodus and it says that 74 men saw God but if you read it correctly out of the holy name bible it says no man has seen the father at any time and you understand that and know that because Yahweh is pure spirit no no man that's true no man has seen Yahweh we don't have spirit detectors. Remember I said that? We can't pick up spirit with our five senses. That's why he took on that shape and form as Elohim. So now the 74 elders, they saw Elohim. 
So if the true and correct name and divine title um, was in that King James Bible or any other Bible for that matter, it wouldn't cause so much confusion. Um, go ahead, Brandon, please. So that was the first three paragraphs. Dr. Lewis, do you want to go to number four? Oh, yes. You know what? I turned my page. Okay, let me see. Um, um, go. Okay, yeah, read one more, please. Okay. The Holy Name Virgin is an improvement over other versions, a better map, simply because it makes use of data which have been known for a long time, but which generally have been confined to footnotes, commentaries, encyclopedias, and technical publications. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Read those last two, and then we can go over to four. The efforts at producing a more understandable translation of holy scriptures have resulted in a legion of versions by many learned men, with more of the same scheduled in the immediate future, including a plan for a Catholic Protestant Bible. Mm -hmm. The question may be asked, why so many translations? The answer is simply that men continue translating the Bible because none of their versions satisfy the hunger for spiritual food which Yahweh has placed in the hearts of his people. See, and Yahweh puts that in us already to know something about him. That's like a child that's adopted. Once they get older, they, they have that hunger, or that desire to know their true mother and father. And we know that Yahweh is our true spiritual mother and father. You know, so he puts that in us. He gives us Romans 1, 19 and 20. He puts, he puts these things in the earth plane, these physical things. So that represents something spiritual. So that hunger for that adopted child wanting to know his mother and father, Yahweh puts that in us. So to, um, to give us that desire to want to learn something about him. Um, so let's go over to four. And um, yeah, let's just, let's just start reading at four. Four, the sacred names. Mm -hmm. Another common error among most of the translators is their elimination of heaven's revealed name of the Most High, Yahweh, and the name of his son, Yahshua the Messiah, and substituting the names of the local deities of the nations among whom they dwelt, Psalms 96 and 5, expressly transgressing Yahweh's commandments as given in Exodus 20 and 7 and 23 and 13. Okay, can we grab those scriptures, please? Yes, what was the first one, Brandon? Psalms 96 and 5. Mm -hmm. Psalms 96 and 5. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but Yahweh made the heaven. Mm -hmm. Go to the next one, please. Exodus 20 and 7. Exodus 20 and 7. Thou shalt not take the name of Yahweh thy Elohim in vain, for Yahweh will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. See, now he said, do not take the name of Yahweh thy Elohim in vain. And we have come down here and we have really learned what the word vain means. It's nothing um, to bring it to naught, to, to you know, um, to... Um, actually let's just get it so i won't chop that up too bad but it's to to make it worthless if you will he said don't don't take my name in vain don't call me jesus <laughs> don't call me uh buddha 
or Allah. My name is Yahshua. This mm-hmm. is a, this is a school, you know. This is a school. So let's get vain. That's vain out of Merriam-Webster Dictionary Online. Mm-hmm. Having a showing undue or excessive pride in one's appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, having no real value, idle, mm-hmm. worthless, mm-hmm. foolish. See, he said, "Don't take my name in vain. Don't 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 make it worthless." He wants us to say his name. He wants us to know this is salvation in his name. We breathe his name every time we take a breath. <laughs> every single time. It's just, it's beautiful what he has shown me. It's us. It's just beautiful, you know. Um, continue in the preface, please. For Yahweh, they have substituted Baal, the Babylonian deity, and Adonai, the Canaanitish deity of the Phoenicians, both corresponding to the English word Lord. Okay, so let's get over there. I know down further it does grab this scripture, but we're not going to make it. Let's go down to, um, well, Brandon, stay where you're at, but Lauren, get um, Jeremiah, I believe it's, um, is it Jeremiah 23 and 23? Um, uh, where it says, I am. Yes, Jeremiah 23, 23. Okay. Am I Elohim at hand, says Yahweh, and not a, <clears throat> excuse me, Elohim afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, huh. says Yahweh? Do not I feel heaven and earth, says Yahweh? Mm-hmm. I have heard what the prophet said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying, mm-hmm. I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that mm. prophesy lies? Yea, they are the prophets of the seat of their own hearts, which seek to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. And the first time I read this scripture, I, I, I was completely blown away. Because I, I, I was just, it's right here in the book. Now we know that the, that the, the um, deity Baal correspond to the English word Lord. Don't the world call Yahweh the Lord? <laughs> I, I, I just. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing that Yahshua has revealed these things to us because mm-hmm. we could read this stuff. And, you know, without the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you, would just, you would just pass right by it. And having the Holy Spirit is having the, the knowledge, the intelligence, the wisdom of Yahshua, having that. You know, in the world, you know, you go to church on Sunday, you got the Holy Spirit, then you don't have it. You fall in love, then you don't. That's not having the Holy Spirit. Right. When, you, when you have the Holy Spirit, you got it. Ain't no, you know, straddling the fence. You can't straddle the fence with Yahweh. You just can't do that. So when you have that Holy Spirit, you have the knowledge and the wisdom and the intelligence of Yahshua. And he guides everything. That's why over there in Romans um, 8, it says, there's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Yahshua. Why is there no condemnation? You know, he is the savior of the world. He causes us to walk in that straight line. He causes, he take, he took the name, the, the title Lord and God from our mouths. 
he took that from us. You know, you don't even dream the same. <laughs> you know, he, he takes that from us. You know, he, he, he replaces that, that hard heart that we had and replaces it with a fleshly heart. You know, that new, that new covenant is in us. It's not written, you know, with pen and ink. You know, so he said, you've taken my name for Baal, which means the Lord. Um, continue, Brandon. The characteristic appellation of the Most High Elohim has been substituted by the Assyrian deity God, or God in English, and is repudiated by Yahweh in Isaiah 65 and 11, which reads as follows. But ye are they that forsake Yahweh, that forget my holy mountain, and furnish a table for God, and furnish a drink offering to many. No wonder the people of Scotland and some parts of Northern England celebrate their Hogmanay, which in Hebrew means the Feast of the God Mani, on New Year's Eve with a fellowship drink for good luck. Uh -huh. The name of the son Yahshua has been substituted by Jesus, Aesus, and Isus, healing Zeus. Webster says that Zeus is the sky god and is also known as Deus, Latin, Dio, Italian, Dios, Spanish, Dius, Sanskrit, and Zeus Soter, meaning Zeus the Savior. Even in the French Bible, they have substituted Dieu. Isaiah 65 and 11 truly expresses what Yahweh thinks of Christian worship. Okay, I see the sign in the bill. Okay. Um... I'm sorry, continue, Brandon. The substitution of the names of Yahweh and Yahshua by the names of the pagan deities of the nation has brought immeasurable harm. See, immeasurable harm is causing your soul to, to be destined for the lake, you know, and you gotta kind of be careful when you say that, but I mean, it's, it's true. You have to know who's running the show. I mean, that's just, that's really how that is. You have to know, and, he, and Yahweh wants you to know. You know, if you have a sincere heart, you have to ask him, show me that you are real. Show me that your name is Yahweh. And he will show you. He showed me. <laughs> so I don't know if it's, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's no first time visitors on, but if somebody is listening, if you have that desire to know something about your creator, you have to ask and he will show you he wants you to know something about him that's right you know it's like um you're in a relationship and this is the best relationship ever he's the best husband you know and you know your physical husband or your physical wife do something for you you smile and they smile and i mean he wants to do stuff for us you know he that's wants right. to call on him that's right you know it's like felicia always says i'm never um I'm never shocked, but I'm amazed or something. Mm -hmm. How do you say it, Felicia? Never he surprised, but always amazed. Mm -hmm. Yes, he is amazing. The things that he has done, the things that he's going to do. I mean, he has just provided us with everything that we need. With everything that we need. And, and all of the glory goes to him. You know, uh, I, I am going to stop right there. Thanks, Brandon, for reading that. And if you have time, just read this preface because there's so much in here um, 
it may take you a little bit because you know you have to do your research along with reading and just ask Joshua to reveal to reveal these things to you. I mean, I, I got so much how to read in this preface, and um, and it does it does matter, you know, it it does matter. Yes, it does. It it does, you know. So, um, I hope something was said, um, and I give all the honor and praise. To Yahweh through his son, Yahshua the Messiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think the baby was giving him praise too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Lewis. We really enjoyed that. And I, I do want to acknowledge all our visiting brethren and our brethren that have uh, come back that have been away for a while. We really do enjoy seeing, even if it's just your names, we enjoy seeing you. And we, we hope and wish that Yahweh continues to put it on your heart to come to these sessions, because even though we're not meeting in person, when we're in these Zoom sessions, we are communing with one another. Therefore, we are communing with Yahweh. Because then when there's one or two of us, Yahweh is in the midst. So it may not seem like we're in, we're, we shouldn't be worried about the physical. Yahweh is with us. Anytime we're preaching this gospel, we're sitting around at this table and supping on the gospel of Yahshua the Messiah. Yahweh is here with us. So please come back. We enjoy you. Arkport, Oakland, Tampa, um, everyone else, Lansing, we really enjoy and appreciate you coming. That uh, does conclude our lecture for uh, this evening. We once again want to thank everyone for coming out. We hold our classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on Sundays from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. May we all bow our hearts and our minds and give a moment of prayer and reverence to Yahweh. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time, now and forever. Let us all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah.